Hello and welcome to Recruiting and Hospitality from Cadra.com. I'm Lancelot Narayan and in each programme we'll be inviting top names from the hospitality industry to discuss issues concerning employers. We'll be talking recruitment, development and retention and also about matters that affect you and your teams. In this edition we're going to be talking about employer brand. Now, later on in the programme, I'll be talking to Nina Widdicombe from the Casual Dining Group about her experience creating an employer brand for Bella Italia. But first, I'd like to introduce... Klaus Peyron. I am the managing director for a company called Universum, um, and we are focused entirely on employer branding, which is, in our world, uh, is all about helping companies attract and retain the right people for their business. Klaus, thank you for joining me today. It's thank a, you. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, first of all, this might sound like an obvious question, but what is employer branding? Why is it so important? Um, and especially in an industry like hospitality? Yeah, well, first of all, perhaps I'd answer the question, what is an employer brand? And an employer brand is something that every employer has. It's the perception of you as an employer, regardless if you like it or not. Employer branding is a conscious exercise and an ongoing long-term work to move your employer brand towards a desired position, to a desired position where the right people will be attracted to you and where the right people would like to stay in your company and be super engaged. So why would that, why is it important to, to maintain that? Well, I think it is important for, for, for several reasons for, for many industries, including the hospitality industry. And that is, of course, that it is a, it is the, a candidate-driven market right now. It's, it's really hard to find the right talent. And it's, we're looking at very high turnover rates in, uh, at most employers. So if you can really be much clearer about who you are um, in your recruitment processes and your attraction processes, you will you will get the right people who are interested in you for the right reasons to to apply to your company, and they, uh, in theory, then the, the right people then be happier at your company because they will recognize the things that they thought they heard in the process, and they will stay longer and do a better jobs. So retention will increase, um, and and quality of hire will also increase. That's the and there's a lot of money in that really. Tell me a bit about uh, Universum, how it started and, and, and what you do and how you engage with employers. Right. So, so Universum is originally a Swedish company. We were founded more than 30 years ago in Sweden. I am Swedish, hence the slight accent, um, uh, by a young uh, man who was then studying at the, at the leading business school in, in Sweden. And he saw a gap uh, between employers uh, and, and students at the time and, and what that eventually resulted in him uh, founding Universum with a f- core focus of actually supplying employers with more insights about talent. Talent being in this case students and, and professionals with an academic degree. Um, fast forward, forward to now, we, we operate in over 40 markets around the world where we always start with research. I mean, that's really where we come from. We're a data-led company, so we have research on on critical talent groups across the world, including the UK. And from research, then, we support companies to develop what we call EVPs, so employer value propositions, and and set strategies for employer branding, but also ultimately to activate their brands with with very good data-led stories uh, and reach the exact right target groups in social media. Uh, that's in short what we do, uh, and it's a, it's a fun company, and we find that uh, the focus on employer branding is increasing now, very uh, drastically actually, with the skills shortage that we experience in most markets. How does a company go about creating an employer brand? Is there a, a 
a best way to do that? I think there is. Um, I think uh, what most people would say is that you should start from the inside, and I would agree. So you need to start with your true identity, and you you you, you do that by actually asking your employees what's the experience that they have. What are, the, what are the main reasons for staying with us and, and enjoying uh, life at our company? So you find those, the, the identity really of the, the true culture of the company. That's the starting point. Uh, but you can't stop there. You really need to then take two other things into to that equation. And one piece is the uh, what's attractive externally. So when you're really uh, in, in growth mode and you're trying to attract more people, you re- really need to figure out, you know, what are the things that they find attractive? Are they similar to the things that we currently offer? Well, that's perfect. If they're not, then maybe we need to add some things or we need to find a different target group. And the third piece in all of this is 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 the vision of the company. Where is the company going? Because it may be that we do something today and we and we develop an employer value proposition based exactly on what we do today. But what if it, tomorrow we then move into some sort of digital transformation thing? Then we're not going to be attractive to those type of people. So you need to have some sort of three, five-year perspective as well. So it's those three. True, what's true internally, uh, the current identity, what's attractive externally, and then the vision, um, the aspiration of the company. You blend those three together, then you have something that, that will... That will hold for a few years. Okay, now... Uh, but also, if I may add, um, you, you also need to think about being distinct and differentiate yourselves versus the competition. Correct me if I'm wrong. The way I see a brand, it's almost like a personality. Yeah. Now, is it better for an employer brand to be organic or can you legitimately create one? Well, I think you can. I mean, it it should be um, as organic as, as, well, it should be organic in the sense that you let your employees share that experience freely um, in their different networks, digital and physical networks. Absolutely. You can sort of control that process, though, by, by uh, through internal communication, uh, you can um, bring clarity to who you really are as an employer. I mean, uh, everybody will have different experiences of, of their current employer, but if you, if you have a good internal communication, you focus on a few things that you know that most employees would agree with, and they're also in line with the vision of the company, then they will start, those things will start to become part of, of each and every uh, employee's story. Uh, and they will then freely share those stories as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Why is it so important to get the candidate-facing brand perfect at every point? Because candidates have so many choices. You know, we do research here in the UK uh, on, on grads at university. Um, five years ago, they, they would choose between 20 companies. So their consideration set, uh, as it's called. I mean, the, the number of companies they would consider working for were 25 years ago. This year, they're looking at 32 companies. So it's almost increased by 50% just in five years. This means that to be the final choice amongst 32 companies is very, very hard, significantly harder than just five years ago. And the way to, to sort of address that is to be distinct and to know what you are and to be clear on that. That's why in every touch point in the candidate process, the recruitment process, etc., you have to bring that clarity. It's not going to drive more applicants, but it's going to drive the right applicants to your, to your company. Can you give us, a, a, without naming names, can you give us a recent case study of a company that was in real need of a refresh of their, of their brand? 
Well, I think you have many examples of that, and I, and I won't name any names, but of course you can see that within within banking, for instance, you see many examples of, of companies that were that were and still are perhaps in, in need of a refresh uh, um, because they were seen as you know financial institutions. Now they're IT houses to a large extent, and of course for them to attract these digital talent that they were so desperately trying to attract, they needed to reposition themselves to something perhaps less formal, more you know more agile, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think, you know, in, in any industry, you know, the, the, the transformation is just happening everywhere. And, and so we see many, many companies are now taking a new stab at their brands because their reality is so different than just uh, three years ago. And that goes to the hospitality industry as well, I would say. If you, if you could give some advice to uh, hospitality employers, can you offer three top tips around employer branding if you could do that? What would they be to a hospitality employer wanting to really shake things up? Well, I think spending more time on your um, target group definition, you know, the people that you know would best thrive at your company, dig deeper there and figure out, you know, apart from perhaps, you know, types of, you know, the education that they may have to have and the background that they may have to have, look for personality traits, look for, for aspirations, their purposes, etc. Things that you find typically when you interview your current employees and you find those things that make a person really super successful at, at my company. So that's the starting point. Really um, working out talent personas, if you like, really solid uh, definitions of, of uh, you know, the people that you're looking for, including softer things. Um, so that's the, that's the starting point. And once you have done that, then that, that will help you also tailor your messaging to those because you will know what those type of people would be attracted to through some through some research and then what you will end up with then is, is an opportunity to be very segmented in in your in your marketing uh, eventually uh, because as, if you know as much um, about these people you can find those on on various social media channels by using all the tools and tricks that are available. How, how important when I mean, you touched on it earlier how important is social media in all of this I think very important. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's all that you should do because that you do need to have face-to-face -face, uh, approach as well. You need to have a high-touch uh, approach to really drive uh, desire for your brand. But 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 I think the first parts of, of the attraction uh, process can be done to a large extent through social media because it's really about figuring out, uh, you know, where are we in our different target groups? Are they aware of, a, of our existence at all? Do we need to drive awareness? Do we need to drive consideration? Do we need to, to drive desire in this group? Where are we? Are they desiring us but not applying to us? You know, where in all this are we? And if you can figure that out per target group, you know how to sort of direct your your initiatives. Um, and social media can do a lot of that, I think. But but ultimately, you, you should obviously have you know face to face meetings with some good brand ambassadors at your company as well. As well. I interrupted you. You were you were going to give you give us your third point. Was I? Maybe I, I maybe I try to avoid it because I couldn't come up with one. And <laughs> uh, no, I think it was all. I, I think really, you know, it's it's about figuring out your your target groups and digging deeper there, uh, and it's about um, um, figuring out your messaging based on your EVP and your, your your strong points, developing stories around that with true employees that can manifest uh, uh, your 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 core proposition. If you want to be seen as in, as innovative bring out stories of employees that have done something really cool and really innovative at your company and then distribute those with, with precision through social uh, uh, would be my three or maybe four tips. <laughs> if uh, any hospitality employees listening 
want to start a conversation with Universum, how do they get in touch with you? Well, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, so they can start there. I'm, I'm happily um, accepting anybody who wants to connect on, on LinkedIn. So Klaus Peron is my name. You probably get it somewhere. Or you go to universumglobal.com. Klaus, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Lars. I've also spoken to Nina Widdicombe, Head of Attraction and Recruitment at the Casual Dining Group, who gave us her employer perspective. I began by asking her about the different brands within the Casual Dining Group portfolio. Yeah, so we actually have around 18 brands. 18? Yes, um, 18 in total, but the three sort of main brands um, that we operate that are probably the most recognisable um, out there on the high street would be Bella Italia, um, Las Iguanas and Café Rouge. So we do have um, the most recognisable brands, as I've just mentioned, um, but we also do operate individual brands out of airports and our concession brands like for example centre parks um, so you will find brands like Oriel, Huxley's, um, LaSalle which are probably not as recognisable um, but they do belong to the casual dining group. How do you separate all these identities? Uh, how do they differ from each other and, and is it constant work to keep them fresh and relevant? Yes, absolutely. So all the different brands, of course, they all offer something different um, from a guest perspective as well from an employee perspective. Um, They have all to be worked on individually because what we're quite clear on uh, with regards to our employer branding is that it needs to be um, aligned with our actual marketing branding as well. Um, So we have to work very closely with the marketing teams um, across all divisions to ensure that we... um, to, to make sure that we are aligned um, and that involves constant work and constant evolving. Um, with regards to the three core brands that I mentioned earlier, so Café Rouge, Bella Italia and Las Iguanas, um, we do put a lot more time and effort into those brands because they are operating on the high street um, and as I previously said, in a very saturated market. So that requires um, for us to make sure we are on top of our employer brand and we're evolving it and we're constantly looking at ways to um, engage with our audiences um, because that's really important to us. The um, brands that we operate within our concessions division, so within the airports and the centre parks, actually it's a little bit easier with those brands because they are quite an attractive place for people to want to work. So obviously with an airport, for example, um, there are specific perks we can offer um, candidates who um, might want to come and work in the airport. So we don't have to spend as much time because we find that those roles um, are quite easily filled, um, but certainly roles um, on the high street and in particular in certain hard to fill areas. Um, yeah, we have to make sure that we are constantly on point and constantly engaging with um, prospective candidates in a positive way. For a brand like Bella Italia, yes. why is it crucial to get your employer brand right? Why would you do that? Well, I mean, Bella Italia has been a brand that's been around for a good number of years, um, 25 plus years. And previously it was um, branded as Bella Pasta. People might um, remember it from those years. Um, And it's one of those brands that's been on the high street for a long time. So I think from a... um, 
innovation perspective, it's really important that we continue to evolve our branding because we're competing uh, with newer, more exciting brands. So if you think these days, um, Dishume, for example, or Morgley, they're like the exciting brands um, on the high street at the moment. Um, and so how do we compete for talent when we've been around for quite a long time um, and we're not the new shiny um, restaurant brand um, of the moment. So it's important for us from that perspective. But also, if you consider not only is the casual dining market saturated, but we're actually operating in the Italian casual dining market, which is even more so. Um, so we're competing against lots of other restaurant brands that offer a very similar um, food offering to our guests. Um, so we have to make sure that we stay relevant we have to make sure that we stay interesting um, to prospective employees. Um, and we also have to make sure um, that we are competitive in that market because there is a war on talent and application numbers are down and it's a really tough market out there in terms of recruitment. So you have to make sure that whatever you do to attract people is consistent with your own brand. It's authentic and um, you know, you are me putting messages out there to make sure people know who you are and so you can compete against those newer brands. Is it better, in your opinion, for an employer brand to be organic or do you believe you can legitimately create one? Probably somewhere in the middle. I think that it's organic in the sense of when we went through the process with Bella Italia, we didn't just get into a room, uh, me and, you know, my boss and the board and decide this is what our employer brand's going to be. Um, so we did legwork and we did try to really understand what was going on within the organisation. Um, part of that came from the engagement survey, but we also did roundtable um, research with people from all levels within the organisation. So in some respects, that's the organic bit there because that's real. Um, but then, of course, you do have to cultivate that as well. So you have to put some effort into thinking, what actually is it? What is the messaging we want to portray? And is it aligned to, um, you know, what is actually the reality and what is happening? Um, and meet probably somewhere in the middle. So I'm going to say it's somewhere in the middle. How do you go about recreating an employer ban? Is it was it was a best way to do it? We recently developed a strategy for Bella Italia specifically um, and we are actually going through the process of this um, with Café Rouge as well. Um, but we launched about 18 months ago a new play employer brand strategy for Bella Italia. Um, and the way we went about that really was the starting point for us was about being um, authentic. Um, so we wanted... Can you, can you go into that a little bit? What do you mean? Yeah, so I think it's really important from an authenticity piece that... Um, how you communicate about your brand is real um, and actually is aligned with how candidates will feel once they get within the organisation and once they work within um, their role. They need to be able to um, connect with what you say you are about from a values perspective um, once they land in role. So for us, the starting point was always to be actually, who are we? So we did a whole piece on looking at our values. We interviewed several of our... Um we interviewed lots of people across the organisation um, from within the brand, and that included people at all levels as well. We thought it was imp we thought that it was particularly important to make sure we collated 
um, data from people within all levels of the business through roundtable conversations um, that we held to really understand actually what it is that connects Bella Italia as a brand to our internal employees. And then we use that information um, and that data to think, um, well, basically, no, sorry, we use that information to then um, funnel down to actually what are the five main points um, that really um, make Bella Italia come alive for our internal employees. And what, what, were the, what were they? So it was honest and integrity. That was a real important thing for our um, employees that we um, are transparent with the way that we lead our teams and that we're always honest. Um, engagement, so it was all around um things like incentives and engaging with your teams and really rewarding and recognising your teams as well for the work that they do. Um, and we recently, um, well, I say recently, a couple of years ago, we launched a Facebook at work, so a workplace app, which has really helped us to um, be more engaging with our uh, employees at all levels within the organisation. Um, so that was really important to people that they had access to people um, that sit on the board, access to uh, leaders within the business um, through that interaction with workplace. Um, so that was a, a real key strand of it. Um, another one was working as part of a family. So people felt that uh, working for Bella Italia was like work, the teams that they work within was like working with a family. So uh, a real togetherness um sort of vibe uh, amongst the teams and the community spirit, I think, that comes with working in a restaurant. So obviously you're all working together during those busy times. Um, you know, you've got your back of house teams and you've got your front of house teams and, of course, you've got the managers. And um, there was a real sense of people working together and really enjoying that team spirit of achieving and delivering a great service Um say that on a busy Saturday night, for example, um, that really came through when we did this um, piece of work. The other big thing that came out of the um, conversations that we had with our employees was about our internal development and how important it is for people. You know, some people believe that actually um, salary is the main motivation um, for people and um, trying to obviously increase the salary um, would be a motivation for some people within um, hospitality. But actually, when we um, peeled back the layers and we had conversations with our internal people, one of the biggest things that we found was that actually people were more motivated by having an opportunity to progress themselves and develop themselves within role. Um, that was really important to our people. Um, and because we, about two years ago, we we launched a full development structure called Leadership Academy, uh, which basically maps out... Um, maps out the career opportunities from anyone at ent from entry level all the way up to ops manager and support centre roles. Um, we've actually done a big piece of work around um, giving people that opportunity to progress and giving people that opportunity to push themselves forward in their career within hospitality and get to that next level if they wish. Um, so that was a really important one and something we felt was important to portray um, to external people from outside the organisation. So after we um, carried out 
research with regards to our internal candidates and we discovered the messaging that we really wanted to portray, um, we actually worked with a third provider um, external to the company and we decided the route we wanted to take it was we wanted to build some um, high quality assets and we wanted to do that through um, video and um, photography. So we actually um, spent a couple of days in a couple of our restaurants. It was really important to us that we used people from Bella Italia in all of our images. So everything that we um, everything that we created specifically for our social media campaign um, through this third party actually did involve real life people that worked in Bella Italia um, and we also used real life restaurants and that was important to us again for that authenticity piece. Um, so we worked on that together um, with the company and we uh, made sure that the different strands of messaging that we got from the research that we carried out which was aligned to our values, um, we made sure that those messaging came across and we had um, a set of images that we um, could further portray that that message with. What kind of images were these? So it was people mainly at work. So um, we, so for example, we um, talked about teamwork. So we made sure we had images of back of house and front of house teams working together. Um, you know, we had images that would portray that. Um, we had images that would portray like the general manager. Um, working with their teams, so maybe carrying out a pre-shift brief, for example. Um, when it came to like development, we showed people, um, we showed images of people developing to the next level, um, completing their books. Um, we had lots of different images, um, portraying lots of different things, but real life things that you would see in restaurants. So mainly pe images of people working um, but captured in a very beautiful way so that we could then use them to obviously um, portray the messaging that we wanted to um, portray. And where were the, where do these images go out to? Were they on your website? Were they on social? Yes. Yeah, so basically we have a full campaign. Um, so what we did was we decided to utilise social media um, and we have used um, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and we every few weeks we will push out different messages dependent on um, what is happening. So we had almost like three strands of messaging. So we had some around um, the job roles and the jobs itself. So uh, we could engage with people around the different types of jobs that we offer at Bella Italia. We also had um, messaging specifically around our core values and about the different um reasons as to why you might want to work for Bell Italia. So that would include our internal development programs, for example. It would include our reward and recognition structure. It would include about our incentives and work perks and things like that. So messages that go a little bit deeper than just what our roles are. Um, and then we also created some social posts as well, because again, it was important for us to um, work with um, things that are going on in everyday life. So, for example, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Gay Pride, all of those different events that happen every year in the calendar. Um, we created social event posts as well to continue that message, but do it in a different way because we didn't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. We wanted to mix it up, but still keep it consistent. So the imagery and the look and feel of the posts are all aligned and look the same. But what we talk about differs that in, in order to create that engagement and keep that 
different messaging alive. Nina, um, when an employer gets their branding right, what sort of benefits can this have for the company as a whole? Yeah, I think obviously having that positive uh, message um, being portrayed out there in the um, public sphere is a really important one. So the benefits of that, of course, um, people are more attracted to your brand. Um, you've got positive positive stories to tell and people engage more with that. Um, so you'll find that more people are applying to your roles as a consequence, uh, engaging more across social media platforms, you know, perhaps following your um, company, liking things, commenting. Um, so that's one thing. But also, um, I don't think you sh um, we should forget that it's hugely important for the um, employees that actually work within the organisation as well. Um, so when you have a great employer brand um, and you and it's an authentic one, um, that helps um, the employees that already work for you have a real connection and a real purpose to the work that they do. Um, and as a byproduct of that, they become advocates of, of the company. Um, so they tell people, obviously, about what it's like working for your company. Um, they might leave reviews on, on platforms like Glassdoor, for example. So you're really creating that positivity all around. And that can lead to um, loyalty to the brand, um, people working longer, staying longer. Um, so you can see a reduction in turnover, for example, as a result. Um, so it is a multifaceted benefit. Um, having a strong employer branding. Um, but I think it's just as important externally as it is internally as well. So in terms of, of, of Bella Italia specifically, yeah. all of this hard work you put in in creating your, your uh, ref or refreshing your employer uh -huh. brand, what have been the results? What have you seen occur since you rolled this out? Yeah, so we've seen um, engagement um, from prospective applicants across um, all platforms increase. Um, so we've seen people actually um, start to engage with us on a social media level. So we've seen likes, uh, we've seen people, more people following our company, more people following our LinkedIn page. We have also seen a big increase in applications as well across all uh, roles within um, Bella Italia. So we're, we, we are benefiting from seeing more people not only engaging with the brand, but actually applying for our roles as well. Fantastic. If you could offer employees three top tips around employer branding, what would they be? Good question. So I think firstly, um, I would say keep it real. So you have to absolutely make sure um, that your employer branding is aligned to your branding. So um, to keep that authenticity there, to make sure that um, they speak to each other and you're not suggesting one thing when in reality it's something else. Um, it has to be aligned. So making sure that that employer branding piece has evolved from your values as an organisation and the brand itself is really important. Um, secondly, I would say embrace social media as part of your employer brand strategy. That's been hugely beneficial for us. Um, so not only did we create the assets and um, come up with the messaging that we wanted to portray, 
but we've actually then gone that one step further and utilised the whole suite of social media platforms to push those messages out. And I think that's really important. And doing it across different platforms, even ones that maybe you might not be a user of yourself, um, because that is the way of the world these days. Social media is just what people do now. Um, and as the... Um, you know, as years go on, there'll be new platforms and new ver variants of social media. And it's really important that you keep up to date with that as a company um, and you grow with that trend. Um, and thirdly, I would say you have to evolve over time as well. So uh, it, it's, it's work in progress. It's not one of those things that you can just decide, right, we're going to work on our employer branding. Oh, we've got a great employer brand now um, and then leave it. Because actually, you've got to consistently, um, you know, keep that message alive. So um, you've got to, I would say, make sure you go back and um, evaluate your employer branding and make changes and evolve it as, you know, as time goes on. Um, otherwise, you, you risk being stale and you risk it not um, having the same impact as it once did. I'd like to thank Nina Widdicombe and Klaus Peyron for joining me today. And I hope you found the conversation useful. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M, likewise on Instagram. And check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. I'm Lance Otnarayan. Be sure to join us next time on Recruiting and Hospitality from caterer.com. Bye-bye.